brought up a lot and I'm just gonna do a brief video, brief opinion piece. And even though it is just that, just an opinion, I still think I wanna talk about it. So let's go. Before we begin, I wanna thank you so much as always for liking, subscribing, and sharing. I always think it's important for me to just thank everybody before I get into the content. So again, thank you so much. It just proves that there's happiness in life and wellness on the other side of narcissistic abuse and high control religion. So let's talk about this topic. If you're new to this channel, my name is Wendy. I used to be a Jehovah's Witness. I used to be a regular pioneer. I am a mom. I'm literally nobody special. I'm just someone who happened to have a camera and happens to like the tech world and has that added layer of being a survivor of narcissistic abuse and having left the JW religion. Now, that being said, I am not the foremost authority in things that I say, but, but I think in our community, we probably should talk about things like this. When we newly wake up, the natural inclination is to want to talk about it. So the overall question is, should I or shouldn't I try and wake someone up? The short answer, no. Think of your wake up process. Reflect on the time when you were a fully in PME. If you're new to this channel, PME means physically in and mentally in. Remember that time. And remember what it was like when people on the inside gave you any indication that there was a doubt. You automatically had a red flag about this person in your life. It would set off all kinds of alarms in your mind. But now you're out and you wanna wake up your friends and family. You wanna let them know, hey, did you know that the new system is actually the land of make-believe? Hey, did you know that the governing body is actually just a bunch of men who are controlling people, that they are really successful cult leaders. Hey, did you know that child sex predators are actually hidden and protected in the organization? Hey, did you know? Yes, we wanna tell people this, of course we do. Anytime there's good news or new information, we want to go in like gangbusters and scream from the rooftops when we have information that is valuable. However, let me remind you of the JW mindset. To the JWs, if you were to go and give this information to your friends and family, you would most likely get a target on your back as an apostate. And okay, so let's entertain that fact. Let's say you don't actually care about that. Maybe you are an apostate. Maybe you're an activist. I want you to seriously consider who you actually are attracting by the content you create. For example, there are tons of people on social media who create content that makes fun of the governing body, it's memes, and yes, is it funny? Hilarious, I follow most of them. But if the goal is to get someone out of the organization, that is not the way to do it. Really, all that's doing is attracting other XJWs, right? Because we get it, we know where that person is coming from. But if the conceived goal is to wake someone up and pull someone out of the clutches of the JW organization, let's think about how when you're on the inside, do they get people to come into the organization? Take, for example, someone who is considered to be an unbeliever married to a JW person. So I'll just, for context, let's just say I am a JW wife and my husband is a non-believer. Let's say for whatever reason, he's a non-believer. Maybe I married outside of the religion or maybe he no longer believes and I want him to come back. What does Watchtower encourage spouses to do? Do they encourage the spouse to go after the non-believing mate? No, they encourage behaviors that befit a believer. So I'm now a believing wife, right? I'm gonna behave like a believer. I'm gonna be submissive. I'm gonna do all the things that a JW wife does. 
One of the things I'm not going to do is I'm not going to tell him he's wrong. I'm not going to tell him that he should believe what I believe. I'm certainly not going to tell him that anything that he does that, that is against JW doctrine will end in his imminent death and destruction. I'm not going to tell him that. You want your behavior to be a reflection of who you are on the inside. Now, when JWs encourage people to bring people in, they insist that your behavior alone would be a reflection of Jehovah. Let's take this to our XJW community. We want as many people to wake up as possible. If you go to someone in the organization and you start word vomiting on them and telling them everything you have uncovered about the organization, they may then think, and this is not even may think, this is what they're programmed to think. They may even think that you're responsible for their faith crisis. You don't wanna be responsible for that. You don't want them to stay away from you. So the kind of content that people create really needs to be with the believing Jehovah's Witness in mind. And that is only if your goal is to get your friends and family back. For example, when people leave the organization, let's look at the picture that is painted about people who leave the organization. What does the governing body say? Crazy, that people go insane, that people end up getting drug addicted, that people just are very precocious and acting like petulant children. If our behaviors fall into any of those categories, we are playing right into the narrative that they are spinning about apostates. Now, I'm not saying that once you leave, stepping into your personality and tending to the needs of personal taste, I'm not saying those things are wrong. But when we have nonstop anger on social media, when we have nonstop just overall insane behavior, Kingdom Hall crashes. Listen, I know there are YouTubers and social media XGW influencers who Kingdom Hall crash and they think it's a good thing. It's not. It's not a good look. I remember being a young teenager and we were outside the convention at Veterans Stadium. And I remember apostates standing there shoulder to shoulder. I hate that phrase, but they were standing there literally shoulder to shoulder with these huge signs talking about how bad Jehovah's Witnesses were. They were screaming, they were shouting. And I was terrified. I was terrified of apostates out there who did things like that. Then, just about nine years ago, fairly recent, we had an apostate come to our memorial. How did I know it was an apostate? Because right when the brother was about to close with prayer, this guy stands on one of the chairs and he starts screaming to the top of his lungs. Within what felt like seconds, they got him out of the building. So I look at my children, I look at how I'm surrounded by all my friends, and I'm thinking, these apostates, they're scary. They're kind of crazy. Why don't they just leave well enough alone? Now, since I'm now on the other side of that, I can understand that this person was probably hurt, probably feeling a little passionate, probably feeling a little like you and I feel on a daily basis. But there is a healthy way to go about it, and that was not the healthy way to go about it. In fact, it probably pushed my wake-up process back even farther. I did not want to be classified as that. I see a lot of threads being started and questions being asked about, you know, I woke up, now what? I want to wake up my family. And my best advice is always, do not do a Kingdom Hall crash. And since the Kingdom Halls aren't open yet, why would you do a Zoom crash? Why would you take somebody's link and just log into the Zoom? What are you gonna do? Mean typing? What, what are you gonna do? Start yelling obscenities? Like, this is why the Jehovah's Witnesses have this persecution complex. The best revenge is to live healthy and happy. How do we go about that? Well. 
Let's talk about that. First step for living a healthy, happy life, post JW life, get counseling. I know, a lot of people don't wanna do it. I will die on this mountain, you guys. Getting counseling is extremely important and you're gonna see that in my next video. Getting counseling is extremely important for the reason that we may think we're fine. We might, but we're not. And it's okay to not be okay. We have a lifetime of indoctrination and a lifetime of being lied to that we have yet to unravel, a lifetime of PTSD, a lifetime of being a victim. And we want to move from victimhood to survivorship. That's what the goal is. So I've said it in a couple of the videos that counseling is extremely important. And I understand that counseling may not be accessible to everyone. Maybe you can't afford counseling, but there are other options. There are tons of books. I can recommend a couple of XJW books written by psychologists who may get you off to a start to get yourself healthy and well. This is not to invalidate your experience as an XJW. This is not to invalidate your experience of being shunned, of losing your social structure. Listen, I'm in it with you. Everybody feels the effects of that horrific religion, whether you have walked away and it was decades ago, or if it's still fresh, or if you're still in the PEMO phase where you're physically in, mentally out, or if you're physically in, mentally questioning. If you're watching this and you're wondering what your next step is after waking up, I'm going to strongly, because I don't want to appear bossy. I'm not bossy. I'm going to strongly encourage you to not tell anyone in that religion you're doing research. We were programmed to think we needed to kind of make announcements about our life. Even if you're a private person, there's a little piece of us inside that's programmed to think that we need to kind of alert the masses of what's on our mind, of what's going on in our head, right? It's true. And I remember when I was waking up, it was in the back of my mind that, you know what? God sees me reading these articles anyway. God sees me watching this YouTube video anyway, so I might as well tell someone about it. Hmm. Once you unravel that that is not true, that no one can read your thoughts, that no one has access to you, that they aren't given, it will do yourself a lot of good to just go inward. So for example, what I did, this is just my suggestion, what I did was I deleted all social media. I emotionally could not handle the unfriending and the unfollowing that I knew would ensue once I started waking up. A lot of people stay on social media and I really admire those people. I personally couldn't handle it. I knew what was gonna happen. Now remember, before I started waking up, I was very active on social media. I mean, I had a lot of Facebook friends and one of the reasons why is because I was in an MLM. I know, I know. I was one of those crazy Facebook sellers. I know, sorry about this. So that's why I had, a large following on social media. It wasn't for any other reason other than I would just friend request random people and try and sell to them. But then we did that ridiculous thing where we would comment on each other's posts to boost the algorithm. It's dumb. It was just people within the company and they weren't even my real friends. Anyway, I had a large amount of Facebook friends that were not friends in real life, but a lot of them were Jehovah's Witnesses because I feel so deeply. Even if I were to say, I don't care what they think, we all know that that's bullshit, right? We all know we care what people think. And by the way, it is physiologically impossible to not care what people think. Impossible. It's not the fact that we care what people think that matters. It's whose opinion matters. So I love the words of Brene Brown. She said in her book, if they're not in the ring with me getting their ass kicked like I am, they don't get to have an opinion on my life. But if I put it out on social media, that's saying, hey, here's what's going on in my life. Please make a comment on it. That's basically what social media is. It's a bunch of people saying things that they probably wouldn't say in real life. So I went inward, deleted all social media, and I got my butt in counseling with Ryan Lee 
right away. I actually felt good about leaving the religion. I didn't feel like I was falling apart. What I didn't realize was that being in counseling right away would prevent that falling apart. It kind of worked preemptively. This is what you need to expect. This is how it's going to feel. This is what the deconstruction process is like. And that is how he helped me be prepared. That is why I was probably off social media entirely. I deleted all my accounts for probably about a year and a half. I had zero social media and it was the most reflective time of my life. I highly suggest deleting all your apps, if not your accounts entirely, especially if you are in the camp of waking up. It wasn't until I felt strong enough to recreate the accounts entirely. And I don't even use my real last name on social media for a lot of reasons. Number two, I suggest finding a community. It's not easy, especially with what's been going on in the world with the pandemic. Totally get that. It's not as easy for some as it is for others to just go and meet new people. And when you're taught to be with only one group of people your entire life, sometimes unraveling that and hanging out with worldly people could be a real challenge. But what you can do is maybe Search within yourself and find a cause. I happened to join community theater when I was waking up. I loved theater, I loved acting, and community theater was free, and it was just an opportunity to put myself into something else and distract my thoughts from all those self-defeating ideas that the organization had imposed on me. And then I got a couple of roles, and I made some lifelong friends in community theater. Look in your area, look on meetup.com. Meetup.com is a really cool way to get some local groups in your area. And then what you'll see is you'll start feeling calmer. You'll start feeling less likely to pull people out of the organization and more likely to join others in your new life. And number three, if you want to get into activism, great. There's always, always room for support. I tell everybody this. I had no intention of getting on YouTube. None whatsoever. I was creating a website for my coaching business and I wanted to create a welcome video. And in order to do that, you needed to have a YouTube video. And I'm like, I wasn't ready to start YouTube yet. I was like, oh man, because I'm very like meticulous about my content, about how things look. It's got to be on my terms. Anyway, so I created a video. That was my welcome video that I had to embed. I didn't say I want to be a YouTuber, but the wake up process and getting into counseling is what helped me form coherent sentences in activism. Waking up is a huge undertaking. And quite honestly, it's a process. We say this all the time, but we want to be healthy. Our health comes first. Our health is far more important than activism, mental health, physical health. So when we present ourselves to the public, what kind of message are we sending to people in that organization? Can we find a common ground with them? Can we find a way to make them think? That's the goal, right? The only way for you to wake someone up is to let those wake themselves up. I know for a fact that if someone tried to wake me up, I would have kicked that person out of my life. So if an XJW is out there emoting on social media, it's not a good look. Probably not a popular opinion. I'm probably gonna get hate for this. But if our goal is to wake people up and if our goal is to help others, if an activist's goal is to, with the sole purpose to wake other people up and make people think, the look, I hate to say it, is extremely important because I know as one of the peemiest of peemies, I was not going to watch a YouTuber who was spewing nothing but anger and hate. It's not a good look. I, I would have checked out entirely from that. So knowing your audience is extremely important. Even people who are on this side of activism and who are on this side of healing from the trauma that is being in high control religion really don't want to see the anger indefinitely. That's why on this channel, we talk about stories of healing. Like I woke up, 
now what, right? Because when people wake up, they want to know what to do next. What's that next step? Tell them the next step. What do I do? Do you remember feeling insane? I remember feeling insane. Sometimes I still feel insane. But do you remember feeling like a little lost? Maybe even a little indoctrinated still? Of course we were still indoctrinated when we were waking up. What kind of an activist would you have been drawn to when you were still waking up? Would it be that person who's out there screaming, ranting, and raving? Would it be that activist who's out there making fun of the governing body? I gotta tell you, letting the governing body go out of my head as the foremost authority on everything was the last thing I woke up to. Up until I woke up entirely, anybody who said anything negative about the governing body did not get my attention. But I otherwise would not have been drawn to a YouTuber who was emoting online. And, and part of the reason why people do that is because yes, I get it, you have to put those emotions somewhere. I mean, if you don't resolve this trauma, trauma hangs onto our bodies for dear life. It hangs onto our cells. It has to go somewhere. If it doesn't come out, it goes in. And it can really just hold onto our body. That's why you'll see in the organization, there's a lot of obscure illness I have a whole other video coming out about obscure illnesses, chronic illness, and random aches and pains within the religion. I am really excited to do that piece. But with regard to activism, if the trauma is not faced head on and not rectified, and there's no help and no support, sometimes, yes, talking about things on social media can be cathartic. But again, it depends on who you think you're talking to. If your mom and your siblings and your dad and the friends in your congregation see you carrying on about how the governing body are jerks and blah, 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 I can tell you right now they've already checked out. This is why they block us because they don't want to hear that. Now, it's different if the posts are challenging someone else's belief, if they're in about spirituality and religion overall. Those are the forms of activism that are really amazing. To have someone talk about belief systems and theology and doctrine, those are fascinating. Emotional control is a big component in the JW religion, right? So when people are emotionally controlled, especially in that religion, you're taught to feel a certain feel. Do you remember? Leave in the comments if you remember feeling a certain way and then pushing down that feeling. Or leave in the comments how you personally felt about people who would say anything negative about the governing body. I know for me, it would make my wake up process take a lot longer than it needed to. And we have a lot of teenagers waking up. Thank goodness that this religion is not taking a firm hold on teenagers and 20 somethings. But yes, when you wake up and you're angry and you just wanna do something, right? There's that feeling, I just wanna do something and I'm angry, get help first. Put that anger somewhere. Anger is a good thing. I say this all the time. Contrary to popular belief, anger is not a bad emotion. It feels yucky. It feels bad. We don't want to stay angry. But yes, anger is a good thing. What are we doing with that anger is what's important. Are we constantly blasting social media with angry posts and again, this has everything to do with motivation. What is your motivation for talking about it? Is it to educate? Is it to make people think? Is it to let people know you're not okay? Right? Like, I don't think sometimes we realize how we present ourselves to onlookers. And social media is the greatest place to do that. My generation, I'm on the older end of millennial and I remember before social media, you really only spoke to your circle of friends and your family. But now social media has afforded us the opportunity to talk to anyone about anything or put anything out there to anyone that will listen. And unfortunately, when it comes to waking up from the religion or abuse, we have the 
opportunity to look a little insane. I'm just gonna say it. It's not judgment, it's truth. Practice your self-expression all you want. Nobody is stopping you. But if you want to attract your friends and family in the organization, really needs to be with the believing Jehovah's Witness in mind. It's my very opinionated way what to do when you first wake up and how to present yourself on social media. Please let me know in the comments what you think about this. If you're an activist of any kind, let me know. Because ultimately, if your goal is to prove them wrong, they're already wrong. They do a really good job of revealing themselves. Narcissists, which is also the religion, so when I say narcissists, replace the religion. Narcissists almost always end up revealing themselves, match their energy, right? When we match someone's energy, that's sending a message. So when we match the organization's energy, that is sending a very important message. We don't always need to talk about how terrible they are. They reveal it themselves. If you're going to talk about this in social media, I'm going to encourage you to talk about how wonderful your life is. I'm going to encourage you to talk about all of the great things you're learning, all of the great things you have going on. And if we focus on that, I'm not saying be fake because you very well may be in turmoil. You very well may be suffering. That's what the therapy is for. That's what getting help does. So if you're trying to get people to come out of the organization, you want them to look at you and say, I'll have what they're having. They look like that's where I want to be. I can do that. They actually don't look unhappy and sad and miserable without Jehovah. They're actually doing really well. They look really healthy. I'm so happy to see that they look great. That's the reaction you want to get from someone who is still indoctrinated. And it's very possible. All of this is in your control, as long as we work on healing. That's all I have for today. And if you wanna be on the show, email me, wendyrenee.gmail.com or go to wendyrenee.com and click on be on the show and the schedule will pop right up. Thank you so much for being here and we'll see you next time.